But hello, you guys. Uh, today is just me, Leanna, here on the podcast. And today we have a special edition episode for you. It's all about a girl's talk with this girl that I found on social media. And she is so amazing. Her name is Taylor. She's 24 years old. She is a District 1 soccer athlete who is actually navigating marriage right now like I am. And she is in post-grad life and home ownership. And she lives in Austin, Texas. Another cool thing about Taylor is she really did a really smart thing on naming her blog. She actually has a blog and it's called the Tailored Life Blog, but Tailored is spelled T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D. And I was like, that is so cool. But anyway, her blog is like really cool. It's a lifestyle and motivational blog where she shares her faith and she teaches others how to have a winning mentality by sharing her own personal life experiences and give tips and tricks to living a balanced lifestyle, even with a busy schedule. So it sounds like she's really cool, right? So our conversation goes into more of just talking about the things that we struggle with as women, making friends, and things like that. And uh, we talked about marriage. We talked about like what we would tell ourselves back in high school. And another thing we talked about is how to maintain friendships. And we kind of go into more about like you know comparison, you know, among women. And I know that we as women can struggle with comparison a lot. And anyway, we go into also about what she does with her blog and how she stays uh, centered to Jesus Christ in this world of social media. The really cool thing about Taylor is she's very authentic, very honest, and very open with anything I had to ask her. And obviously, we had a conversation, and um, it's just something that I would love for y'all to listen to. And I really hope that this episode really helps you and resonates with you in your current life if you are a woman and uh i hope that you did something out of this episode i can't wait for y'all to listen on hey y'all welcome to the simple mission podcast my name is david and i am liana and And we're we're the the bonds we are newlyweds in our 20s living for jesus while just being real and open about our life Figuring out your mission from God does not have to be complicated. Rather, it's simple. We bring you along as we talk about relationship, family, marriage, college life, simple living, and business. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to your life as we learn together every week and maybe have some laughs along the way. Well, welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with y'all today. Cool. So I know our listeners don't know who you are. So can you just tell us a little bit more about who you are and what your story is? Right. So uh, my name is Taylor Sandy. I live in Austin, Texas. Um, I'm a newlywed, almost two years in May, um, my high school sweetheart. Um, we graduated from college in 2018, so we're kind of navigating the whole adulting thing um, over the last <laughs> couple years, and it's just been fun kind of navigating that with him and, um, you know, jumping into the working world and blogging world and, um, you know, I have a lifestyle blog that has kind of transformed into like lifestyle and motivation a little bit, um, but it's based on um, the foundation of faith. So that's been super fun to um, create and um, 
just be on that journey. Cool. Um, so now that you mentioned that you have a blog, it's called The Tailored Life, right? But it spelled out yes. your name? Yes. <laughs> that's so cool. I think that was so unique. When I saw it the first time, I'm like, oh, that's her name. That's like her name. She changed it. That is so cool. <laughs> but um, anyways, I had read a couple of your blog posts, and your background was so inspiring to read. Um, I saw that you were a competitive soccer player in college, right? Yes. Cool. Um, so I just wanted to ask about, like, basically how did you just started blogging and what made you realize that it was something that you wanted to pursue? Right. That's a really good question um, and something that I'm always, like, going back towards kind of why I started blogging and um, the reason why I keep blogging. So, um, you know, I had a really unique college experience um, in playing college soccer. I was a goalkeeper. Um, at the University of Kentucky my first year and a half and then transferred to the University of Texas at Austin. And, you know, I did not have the traditional college experience. I wasn't in a sorority. Um, I didn't have that many friends because soccer was life. Um, (laughs) So it was just a really interesting thing to navigate. I experienced a lot of um, extremely difficult trials in college. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of things that I really cared about stripped away from me during that time. And I really had to figure out kind of early on, you know, what my identity was in and um, what it was founded on. And so, you know, once I graduated and I kind of felt like God was nudging me to share my story. I didn't really know what that looked like. I kind of suppressed it. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know how to share my story (laughs) other than like creating a blog. And so my mom had brought up to me like randomly. She was like, Taylor, you would be a great lifestyle blogger. I was like, what the heck is a lifestyle blogger? (laughs) I literally had no clue. I didn't know that blogging was an industry or anything like that. Um, So I started praying about it and just really felt like God wanted me to you know, create a blog and I didn't know what it would look like or how it would pan out or how I would even share my story. I'm like, do I write one blog post and call it done? There's my story. Like, I just wasn't sure what that was going to look like. And it's evolved a lot over the last, you know, year and a half almost since I've been blogging. And, you know, I really feel like God has, you know, worked in me, but also given me the opportunity to speak into others' lives based off of my experiences. And I kind of figured out along the way mm-hmm. that, my story doesn't just have to be told one time. It's told every single day and the way that I act and speak and the choices that I make. And so I try to incorporate that into my blog. Um, and I know that it's probably hard for a lot of people to understand, um, you know, what exactly I went through and the pain and the hardships, but I mean, that's kind of like everyone's story, right? We all have something that we've gone through that we struggle with. And, um, you know, the reason we go through that is to not only, you know, work on ourselves and um, grow closer to the Lord, but help others as right. they navigate through similar experiences. So wow. that's kind of how I got started. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> such a great story. It's not a long story. It was beautiful. And I like how you said how, you know, you had to start somewhere. You, you, you had no idea what a lifestyle blogger was or what blogging really was. You should you had this uh, need in your heart from the Lord that you wanted to share your story and basically like your testimony of how he has yeah. been teaching you. And that's, that's so amazing here. Um, uh, another like little follow-up question I uh, wanted to ask you was, 
you are on your Instagram a lot more. And I, I don't know how I found you. I don't know. It's, Instagram can be so weird. But I found you and, and then my husband found you and we followed you. And then uh, we could have easily like unfollowed you. Like if you were sharing like random stuff or, uh, oh, yeah. you know, like not, not anything relatable. But I love how uh, your Instagram stories every morning, I, I, I look forward to your Instagram stories. So can you tell me a little bit more about how you got started like sharing every morning and encouraging everybody? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and that means a lot to me that you look forward to that. That's something that I work really hard on on stories um, because I want when people come to my Instagram profile and like anything that they click on on my blog, I want them to feel encouraged, inspired, uplifted, because every single day we're getting beaten down by the world and negativity. And, you know, I want my space to be somewhere that they can look to, you know, for that positive affirmation and encouragement. So it kind of started maybe, well, I guess almost a year ago, I started talking on my stories um, pretty consistently and just getting up in the morning, telling people to have a good day. Sometimes I would go through my devotional, like what I had learned, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of encourage people through that if they weren't getting into the word themselves, but trying to keep it applicable to everyday life, whether it's the working world or if they're a mom or married or whatever. So I would try to relate to a broad audience through what I was either going through each day or what I was encouraged by. Um, by the things that I was investing in. So, you know, I just kind of started showing up daily on the platform. It's kind of hard to get started in that way because, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about how busy all of our schedules are and you're like, how in the world am I going to have time to get on Instagram stories every day? (laughs) But you kind of just navigate it. It feels awkward at first, but now it's almost like something that comes natural. Like I'm just talking to my phone, hoping somebody watches this. (laughs) (laughs) kind of funny but um you know it's something that I look forward to in the mornings I kind of stress myself out sometimes if I wait too long like if it gets to be nine in the morning I'm like oh my gosh I've missed my window to encourage people before they go to work (laughs) or whatever so it's kind of become like a, a habit of mine every morning oh that's so good um well, just so we can kind of shift the conversation a little bit, uh, since this, this is more of a girl talk, like a special edition on the po- on the podcast, <laughs> everybody loves a good love story. So I heard that you were telling me in the beginning that you and your husband um, met in high school, or are high school sweethearts? Yes. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit more about your how did you meet your husband in high school, and what's your overall like love story? Yeah, for sure. So... Um, it's kind of funny because anyone that knows Adam and I, our story has not been a smooth sail oh, <laughs> the wow. entire time. Um, we dated in high school for about, I think, a year and a half of the high school years and then, you know, decided that we wanted to continue to date in college. So I went to the University of Kentucky and he went to Wheaton College, which is up in Chicago. Oh, wow. And so that was about a six-hour distance, and we had talked a lot about, you know, whether or not we wanted to do long distance and if we thought we could make it. And, you know, we ultimately decided, like, why not? We might as well give it a shot. You know, we love each other, and we want to make this work. So we did long distance for um, the entire freshman year. Um, I broke up with him after freshman year. We took about a year and a half break. And, um, you know, mind you, Adam and I had never dated anyone else other than ourselves. So, you know, we didn't really know anything about 
anything else other than that. And so, you know, we kind of felt like there was an opportunity for us to grow apart rather than together and things that God really had to teach us in between that breakup season that we would not have been able to learn if we were together. Um, So we both kind of encountered um, some pretty difficult trials in between that year and a half separately, um, which is pretty wild and um, miraculous, actually, thinking back on it and how God worked in both of our lives to bring us to a point where we could um, get back together our junior year. So, um, you know, we decided to date again after long, extensive conversations on how we could you know, heal our relationship and work on things that we weren't necessarily good at in high school. Um, you know, thinking back, <laughs> and my mom talks to me about this all the time, like dating in high school is so dumb <laughs> because you're just so immature in ways that you don't understand when you're in high school. And so it's just like a, a, a lighthearted way to like get to know people, I guess. But honestly, like, I talk to Adam about this all the time and joke with him. Like, if I could do it over again, I wouldn't date in high school because of how (laughs) just, like, immature and unwise um, just kids are in general. But, I mean, obviously, it worked out for the best and God writes the best love stories. But, um, you know, we ended up uh, dating throughout the rest of college and then got engaged going into summer um, or into senior year, I mean. Right. So we got married right after we graduated. So moved pretty quickly after that um getting back together but it's been fun ever since and something that you know we constantly strive to work on our relationship and keeping God at the center and making sure you know that we're growing in our relationship every day so oh that's 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 a dead like love story and I know that everybody has their own love story like for me and David I'll be honest (laughs) we met like uh like in August of 2018, dating days uh, December, like four months later, and, oh, wow. and then we got married like in June. So like legit, it was all within less than a year. So everybody has their own love story, and yours is so beautiful. And I think this really important point that you said, um, how sometimes dating high school is like almost pointless because we're immature we're selfish and it's not really a good like place to like date in high school let, let alone like be together for the rest of your life you have to like kind of grow uh in your own way and their own way and um that was really important how you said that and that's really important to like you know remember and I I didn't really date in oh actually I'll be honest I did date in high school but they lasted like two months really <laughs> Right. I'm not saying it's like necessarily bad as a whole to date in high school. I think it's good to figure out, you know, what type of personality works best with yours. And, you know, there's lots of lessons we learned in dating. But um, just like watching my brother go through high school, he didn't date anyone in high school. And, you know, I just watched him like, you know what, that was a good choice. Like, good for him for not dating anybody <laughs> in high school. <laughs> a lot easier I think it just gives you the opportunity to mature and grow um on your own and personally in your walk with the Lord before you start incorporating someone else but I say that and my parents are high school sweethearts and so are my grandparents oh wow I come from a family of dating early and sticking with them so (laughs) (laughs) wow that was so good um so since we're talking about high school now, we do have a lot of listeners that um, that are in, in high school, especially seniors. Um, we know that being in high school wasn't always fun or easy. 
and there can be a lot of pressure from like our friends, from family, and from academic, especially like um, deciding on where to go for college um, as a senior in high school. So uh, if you can talk to your high school senior, Taylor, so what would you tell her? Are you loving this podcast? Let's talk about Patreon. It is a way for you to connect with us and support our mission. By giving at least $3 a month, you can help us keep the podcast ad-free and we can continue to serve you with the content that we know that you love. If you go to Patreon, sign up and support us. Leanna and I definitely want to bless you back with free gifts. For more info, visit patreon.com slash thesimplemission. That's a really great question, and um, I think that there's a lot of things, you know, that you could tell high schoolers. There's a lot of pressure um, on the high school generation to have their life planned out super early and know what their major is going to be and what college they're going to go to and what their Mm -hmm. career path is going to look like and Mm -hmm. are they going to fit in and are they cool? And I just think there's so much pressure already put on seniors. And so the thing that I would probably say um, is something that I kind of learned early is one, you have to be confident in who you are and the God that um, the plan that God has for your life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your path is not going to look the same as your best friend next to you. It's not going to look the same as the person in the band over there. It's not going to look the same as the jock athlete over in the corner. Like your story is going to be different than everyone else's that you graduate with. Right. And, you know, just because other adults are asking you, you know, your future plans, it's important to think about those things, but it's, it's not so important that you need to stress over it because, I personally don't think that there is a wrong decision that that you can make. So, you know, I know a lot of people um, stressed out senior year of high school if they were going to go to community community college first to save money. If that's what you need to do and that's best for you financially, go to community college for two years. No right. one cares. Like that. that's the thing that I think a lot of people worry about is like, oh, what are they going to think if I take this path or if I choose this major or what if my grades aren't that good my first semester? Like, honestly, at the end of the day, when you graduate, no one's asking you what your grades were. They're just not. Something that I worried about a lot in playing college soccer was, you know, oh, my gosh, people are going to find out that I didn't even play three of the years due to extreme circumstances, and they're going to think I'm not as good of an athlete or whatever my worries and concerns were. And they don't care. They never ask that. When they say, oh, my gosh, you played college soccer, they don't ask how many minutes I played. (laughs) that's not what they ask they're just like that's cool what an awesome you know experience or the fact that you went to UT that's so cool or or whatever it is so I think I would say not to stress out so much about you know your future plans and what people are going to think about you because at the end of the day God has the best plan for your life and you know he's going to guide you in the direction that he wants you to go and, and make that clear for you so wow that was a good like little like advice almost that you would tell your uh your high school style um but okay so I do want to go back to your blog um I know that you are a lifestyle faith-based encouragement blogger and you are you are also obviously a Christian um so how do you teach Jesus at the center while being on social media slash blogging and you're around people online that may see you as competition Yeah, that's a good question, too. Um, You know, I think it's something that's a choice. Um, Daily, you have to wake up and 
give your life and your responsibilities and the things that are in your hands to God because um, at the end of the day, he's the one that has control over it all and it can be taken away in an instant. So, you know, with my blog, you know, I pray over my blog every single day. I ask for guidance and direction and what he wants me to say and the things that he wants me to put out online. Um, So I really make sure that I'm handing those things over to him and um, not having a tight grip on the things that I already own. So, you know, um, I just make sure that first thing in the morning I'm starting out, you know, just giving my day to God and, and making sure that, you know, I'm not trying to take control over um, the things in my life because ultimately they're not mine to hold. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that's kind of the main thing. Social media is interesting, um, but I mean, honestly, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah. Social media is extremely difficult and it's easy to compare yourself to other people. Um, but I think honestly, the direction that, you know, I've taken my blog and the lifestyle and motivation category, there's not really that many people out there mm-hmm. putting the content out that I am. So I think it's easier for me to not compare because I am trying to do something different than what I've already seen on social media. So, um, you know, that's kind of my take on it, but ultimately, You know, we all have different gifts and talents that we bring to the world. So I try to focus on the things that I'm good at and the gifts that God has given me rather than focusing on what I don't have or what I'm not good at that someone else is because, Mm -hmm. like, I can't touch people the way that that person can and they can't touch people the way that I can. So um, I think that we all have a unique individual purpose, you know, whether it's on social media or in life in general. Right. So I try to focus on that more than I do um, the competition, if you will. Oh, um, that was really good. So the one thing I wanted to kind of touch on is that I remember you shared on your story, I don't even know how many months ago, that you uh, either pre-ordered or you ordered a book called Praying Dangerous Prayers by... Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and I'll try to remember what the, t- what the name is, but... Um, I remember you were sharing how you were saying, like, praying uh, is sometimes can be really hard, especially if you're praying something about, you know, humility, I think is what you shared, and then, like, God actually does bring it, and I like how that's a different kind of take that you do as a faith-based blogger versus a blogger that's like, oh, this is what I'm doing right now, and, like, la-di-da, my life is perfect. Like, you legit share, like, the hard stuff. And I feel yeah. like uh, that's what makes you stand out, especially, like, I can tell that you're shining the light of Jesus throughout social media in the midst of, you know, everyone else that are trying to compete or do their own thing in their own way. And you're trying to follow, like, the Lord and what he is telling you to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet. I appreciate that. Um, so, okay, so I'm going to shift it a little bit. Uh, this is like a, a woman talk or whatever. Uh, sometimes I know it can be difficult to uh, maintain friendship and or dealing with friends that make us feel bad and trying to balance out like being there for them or versus like trying to find new friends or moving to a new town or getting married. All that like, pl- you know, play a role in like um, making friends or maintaining friendship. So how do you uh, maintain friendship and have girl time now that you are married? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm 
person to ask this question <laughs> because I, my whole life, I've struggled with friendships. Okay, so not necessarily because I'm a bad friend, but because for whatever reason, um, I never really did have a lot of friends. I always kind of felt left out growing up. Um, all through middle school, all through high school, I felt like an oddball, and it was because. You know, I lived my life so differently than my peers and right. made different choices than my peers. And so, you know, I always kind of felt a little bit misunderstood growing up because I always felt more mature than my age group. I've always been told by people that are older than me that I act older than I am. <laughs> so, you know, friendships have always been kind of difficult for me. And the few that I have found, I go really deep with. So I love like one-on-one connections with people. I've never had a posse. I've never had, you know, someone I would call like my best friend that stuck by my hip, you know, throughout my entire life. I feel like through different seasons, I've had different friendships come in for that specific season that I've needed. Um, You know, and it's something that I've really had to learn over the years and trust God that he wasn't just trying to isolate me for kicks and giggles. He was, you know, doing it on purpose and, and, allowing me to rely on him fully for that satisfaction. Um, you know, and thankfully, you know, I have a really strong relationship with my family. So I did have that. Um, and even with Adam growing up, he always stood by me and was my friend before we even started dating. So, you know, I was never alone, if you want to say that, but I never had a huge group of friendships. So now that I've grown up and I've met you know, a variety of different people throughout college and transferring makes it a lot more difficult also to, you know, develop those lifelong friendships that people claim you get in college. And, um, you know, it's something that I've really had to work at and invest in, but, you know, I'll tell you a quick story. So when Adam and I got engaged and I had to start thinking about bridesmaids, I had never like thought about how many bridesmaids I was going to have. I didn't care. I never planned my wedding before it actually like <laughs> at that point where I needed to. Like I just never even thought about it. And then when it came to the point of having to choose bridesmaids, I kind of got a little nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, I can count on one hand like how many good friends I have that I would want to stand by me on my wedding day. And I mean, I kind of got nervous. I'm like, I see all these girls on Instagram that have 14 bridesmaids. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm a loser. (laughs) But literally I just had to realize and like take a step back and look at the big picture of how God brought me friendships in the seasons exactly when I needed them. And, you know, it's okay to have a smaller, you know, knit of friendships. And it's something that I now kind of take pride in and I'm, um, you know, confident in the fact that I have really strong relationships with a few people that I do. Um, but it evolves over time. So all of my friendships currently are long distance, um, which has been interesting to say the least. Um, and it's been difficult, obviously, to stay in touch and make sure that you like keep those connections. But I try to, you know, every couple months, make sure that I call um, a friend or two and try to catch up on their life. But you know, I'm not a very needy person. So, and I think that happened because I've never had a close group of friends. So I'm very independent. I don't need someone that I have to text 24 seven, um, or anything like that, but it's something that, you know, I really want to continue to invest in people even from afar. So, um, even my Instagram friends, I've met some really sweet girls in this blogging industry and, you know, I've, 
actually developed really close friendships from afar. Um, And I call and talk with these girls weekly and love it. And it's fulfilling because we are all kind of in a similar season of life and we're experiencing the same things. And I don't know, I, I think it's something that's different for everyone. And you know, I'm a very unique case because before all this quarantine stuff, um, we, we go to a church in Austin and, you know, it's super hard to find married couples that are Christians. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) every, I always make this joke, but every single friend (laughs) that Adam and I have made, that's a married couple that's Christian has moved within the first six months of us meeting them. So um, we've never really had the opportunity to really dive deep into Christian married couples um, and those types of friendships. Right. And I was upset probably the first year or so of marriage um, over that because I was just frustrated that I couldn't find my group or my core group in Austin. Right. And, you know, over time I've, just come to realize, you know what, God provides you the people that you need when you need them. And right now, you know, he doesn't think that you need a core group. So I've just kind of had to kind of go with that. I continue to put myself out there, go to church, you know, try new things and meet new people. But at the end of the day, you know, God is going to give you exactly who you need when you need it. And then, you know, when they're there to steward those relationships well. So you know, I try to keep up with my friends as best as I can. It's hard when it's long distance, but, you know, thankfully Adam and I haven't gotten sick of each other quite yet. <laughs> He's <laughs> oh, more wow. of a social person than I am. He's definitely more outgoing um, and, you know, an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So he I would not have thought that at all, that you're an introvert. Because yeah. I'm more of an introvert and my husband is more of an extrovert. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm definitely an introvert. Um, I like talking to people, but I, I hate big groups. I hate going to parties. I will go stand in the corner and like talk to my one friend kind of thing. (laughs) Um, but Adam is definitely an extrovert. So he hangs out with his guy friends more than I would, um, (laughs) with my girlfriends. So (laughs) I feel like that, that in itself plays a factor in like, for you having like not less friends, but you have, like, a few friends that you're really close to but versus yeah. having multiple friends that you don't really have, like, a great relationship with. And I think that kind of plays a part in, like, you being a little bit introverted, sometimes uh, introverts a little more independent, if, if that's true or not. But I would yeah. say they're a little more independent, so it's harder for them to uh, make friends and make new friends or maintain friendship. But for, Taylor, I relate to you so much when you said I had difficulty making friends uh, growing up, being in middle school and high school. Like I was the same way. And I thought I was the only one that didn't have like a, a group or, or like a squad to like um, haul up and like have sleepovers every weekend. Like I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the other thing that you pointed out was, um, me and David had been having a hard time finding, like, close, uh, married Christian godly friend, and we do have one couple, but it's just that it's harder, you know, during this time, but, um, another thing is, uh, sometimes, like, either they move away or they're in a whole new stage of life, like, our, our married couple friends just now, uh, brought in a new baby, into the world and this is their first baby and so they're in a whole different stage of life than we are but we're really happy for them and it's just it is kind of difficult to uh maintain like 
married godly friendship couples and it's like hard and I'm, I'm so sorry that they all moved away <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I love how like um in a way it like it like drew your marriage more because you already had a friend before you know dating uh your husband so that's really important having that best friend uh relationship first before you get married but wow right. that was really good yeah, it's definitely been interesting and something that I've had to, you know, get comfortable with, um, you know, being comfortable with myself and who I am and confident in the way that God made me. And, you know, if people don't like that, then they're lost. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, so that's true. Kind of how, you know, I try not to let those types of things hurt my feelings anymore. Um, you know, it's obviously very difficult and something that I talk to my mom a lot about um with the young married couples and trying to find people who are like-minded and my mom kind of um reassures me that you know she didn't find you know their good friends that they still have to this day so they've had friends for over 20 years she said that you know it takes a while to find that group and you know once you're all kind of in a similar phase where you've settled down and it doesn't help that we live in Austin because People rotate in and out of Austin all the time, and it's oh. such a young, um, diverse group that lives in Austin. So, you know, no one is set here for life. They're just here because it's fun kind of thing. Right. So um, I think it's one of those things that for Adam and I, it'll probably take us a while to, you know, find that group, settle down, have, you know, a small group that we really relate to. Right. Um, so I'm okay with that at the moment. Oh. <laughs> Another thing that you said, um, that because you didn't have too many friends, like, you were closer to your family, I can definitely say that, uh, that happened to me, too, like, I'm really close to my, my parents, my mom, and the same thing about the whole bridesmaid situation, my whole bridesmaid, I think I had about five or six of them, they were mostly family, and I only had, like, two friends on there, I had, like, my sister, my husband, two sisters, and my cousin, I've always wanted her in my wedding, and then, like, two friends that I've had, one of them from high school that I've had for years, and sometimes we don't even talk, like, every three months we talk and hang out, and then, like, for three months later, we don't talk again, (laughs) so it's the same thing, and she, I mean, she's one of those people that's not needy either, and so I think that it's important, uh, you know, having that friend that, you know, you tell them, hey, I can't hang out with you all the time. I can only hang out when I can. And they understand, then then you can have that friendship. So we, we've right. been friends for, like, I think, like, 10 years by now. I think we've been friends since, like, middle school. But that was the only friend I've had, you know, like, throughout my yeah. whole life. You know what I mean? And yeah. so uh, I relate with you on that about the whole bridesmaid. And I felt like a loser, too, you know? <laughs> But then it was interesting because once I started looking for it, there are more girls out there that than you think that have a small, tight group of friends. I started seeing more bridesmaids pictures with only like four or five girls. Right. Like once I started looking for that, I'm like, okay, like this is normal. It's okay, like to have (laughs) bridesmaids, and you know, I don't know. It's something that's really interesting, and um, quite honestly, that's another one of the things that nobody really cares how many bridesmaids you have. But for some reason, the expectation is that you're supposed to have, like, 15, and that's, like, the normal number. Right. Uh, that makes you cool. But I don't necessarily think that that's the case. So, right. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. And I think sure. that goes into, like, the whole, like, comparing on social media, too. So, like, yeah. if, you, if you see that on social media, you feel like the need that you're supposed to meet that expectation and so forth. It's just a cycle and like, everyone's doing it. And so, it's, it's really cool that you mentioned, like, I've been seeing more people with, like, smaller groups of friends now. Now that you've been, like, looking now and, like, seeing it now versus, like, having, like, ten bridesmaids, you know? <laughs> right. But um, anyway, so I guess we're didn't uh, we're hunting hunting close on time. So we have a question that is more central and uh, ties into the purpose of the the podcast itself. Um, so, what is your mission in life from God and your current season right now? Um, that's a really tough question because I feel like it's always changing. Right, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, you know, if I were to give you one answer, I think it would just to be, you know, steward the things well that God has given me today. Mm-hmm. Um, I can find myself getting really, um, I, I don't like the word anxious, but maybe like more focused on things in the future and, and what I want. And so I'm so focused on the things that I don't have right now that I'm working towards right. that I am not focused on the now and things that God has already given me that are good. Um, so, you know, I've really been trying to focus, especially like during this quarantine that I've been at home with Adam, just really working hard, you know, at my corporate job and, you know, doing that well and trying to be the best that I can be there. And then, you know, when I dedicate time to my blog, giving it my all, really stewarding that well and making sure that I'm investing, you know, my time properly there. Um, and also, you know, in my relationships with family, friends, Adam, um, and so on. So I really just think that it's being planted exactly where I am for a reason and, you know, um, taking care of the things that God has given me because when you are able to take care of little, um, you know, God will be able to give you more because you stewarded the little well. So um, I think that's probably my current mission right now. I'm sure it'll change once things um, start to get released with quarantine and um, yeah. life starts going a little bit more back to normal and office work and things like that. But um, for right now, it's stewarding the little things well. Wow. I love how you said that word, um, stewarding. Uh, that's a really important word uh, that we always have to be mindful of. Even as Christians, like, we need to steward our time well. And, and obviously, we're in, like, you know, this time of, like, the, the craziness and the whole quarantine, um, I know that we have to, like, kind of almost take a step back and, like, see how our life is going and whether or not it's pleasing God or if it's even good for us. And it's really cool that we had this time to, like, kind of, you know, reset and kind of do things the right way again. But I love how right. you did that. Yeah, it's definitely been a blessing and something that even though there's, seemingly so much bad going on around us um that there's so many good things that can come out of it and it's honestly I've seen God working the most in this season um not only in my life but just in other people's lives and I see the positives that are coming out of this situation Mm -hmm. um you know families are spending more time together they're having home-cooked meals around the table that they normally wouldn't have time for um you know there's just so many positives in this situation we've gotten time back in our day to rest and just be present um and something that I'm actually really thankful for despite you know all the bad things that are going on around us so right 
Wow. So this is such a great home station, Taylor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really that. happy we brought you into this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, me too. I had an absolute blast talking with you guys, and um, I appreciate y'all bringing me on. Yeah, of course. So I guess closing off here for the listeners listening right now, um, where can they find you on social media and your blog? For sure. So the first place that I'm most active on is Instagram. Um, my handle is the Tailored Life blog, spelled T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D. Um, I know it's probably difficult, and I think you mentioned <laughs> that you are going to put it in the <laughs> caption part of the podcast, but that is my Instagram handle. I'm most active there. I get on stories every single day, um, and that's where you'll see the real-life aspects um, from me. And then my website is um, thetailoredlifeblog.com. Um, so those are the two main avenues. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but those are the main two right now. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. So thank you for joining us here on the podcast. And we look forward to hearing this podcast when it goes live. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, guys. Hey, are you still listening? Thank you for listening to this episode. Why don't you do yourself a favor and subscribe or follow the Simple Mission podcast so that you won't miss out on new episodes. To connect with us, simply visit our website at thesimplemission.com slash connect. Until then, we can't wait to connect with you. See you next time.